0: is your safe place. This is Open Space. Hello, everybody. Tonight, we've got a very special treat here in the common room. We have an outstanding student winner to join us. May I please have my guest introduce herself to you all? Hi, um, I'm Jenna Hong.
1: I'm 18 years old, and I'm a student at German Swiss International School. Thank you so much for joining
0: us, Jenna. So congratulations on your award. Thank you so much, yeah. (laughs) How does the field to be now known as the outstanding student here in Hong Kong?
1: Um, it's been really humbling. Like, it was a pretty long process. There were a lot of other
0: finalists. There are nine other
1: winners. And it's been really great to get to know all of them because everyone has done such amazing things in really different subjects and fields. So there are students who are great at public speaking or chemistry or have devoted a lot of time to their schools and communities. So it's just been really humbling and just a big honor to be part of such an incredible group of students. And I'm really grateful. That I've had
0: this chance to get to know them you're so humble this is one of the reasons why you're <laughs> winning, I think. but what do you think is your edge why do you think you won this award I think I won this
1: award um because for all the things that I like doing what I really enjoy the most is sharing those things with other people I've gotten really involved with debate I've gotten really involved with maths but as fun as it is to do those things for myself I've recently gone a lot more involved in teaching to other students in hosting competitions and just trying to create opportunities so that other kids can get involved in the same way.
0: Yeah, and that's incredible. As busy as you are as a student, you're still taking the time to help other students. So congratulations. Now, I think this question is quite essential for all students. Um, last year, 2020 was a crazy year. And now looking ahead, we still got a little bit of time before school will be completely back to normal. How did you get through last year?
1: It was a lot of trying to learn to let go of things at times and be more flexible. So, for example, because of the pandemic, it's been a lot harder to teach debate. Hmm. Um, But on the bright side, moving online has also made workshops and competitions a lot more accessible for students who don't have to travel, don't have to pay a registration fee to book a venue or anything. So as much as the pandemic has created restrictions, I've also learned that you should stay positive and take advantage of the opportunities you can find. That's
0: so cool. So what do you think is your biggest achievement so far? Um, last summer, it was a debate related again,
1: but <laughs> last summer I was on the Hong Kong team for debate and we performed really well at our tournament um, online. And I was really proud of the performance because we did really well, but especially so because our coaches were overseas, we did training online, we competed with like weird time zones to try to match up with competitors who were, you know, half the world away. And so throughout the year, things were very up in the air, but we adapted and we stayed calm and we did our best. So I'm just really proud of the whole team.
0: How weird was your time zone when you were doing the competitions?
1: Some were okay. They tried to group us with people who were nearby, but at a certain point it's inevitable. So we were debating with like Team Canada, was like 10 hours away. Either we were debating at 2 a.m. or they were, and it was just (laughs) a lot of coffee.
0: I was gonna say, how do you keep your mind clear at 2 a.m.? To debate. That's so yeah, crazy. A lot of coffee and a lot of weird sleep schedules. <laughs> so when it comes to debating, do you find it easier or tougher when it's done virtually? A lot tougher virtually. It does help when the rest of your
1: team can at least be in person, and just your the other team is online. Because at least that way you're getting that team synergy, and you're much more in on the same page as everyone else. Um, but yeah there's definitely no replacement for just the energy of actually being in person especially because a lot of debate competitions have social events as well right because the point is that you meet people from other countries you meet people from other schools or other parts of asia and you just get to know them and that's often the best part of it which you just you can't do over the laptop
0: i know how many breakout rooms can you make to kind of try to build (laughs) a friendship right that doesn't work (laughs) let's just hope the real face-to-face events will come back soon So you seem like a very driven person. What do you think is your biggest motivation? Um,
1: I think it's that for the things that I do, so debate, art and maths, there's a lot of collaboration to them. And that's really helpful because even though I'm motivated just by being interested in these subjects and wanting to learn more about them, sometimes, you know, you're having an off day, you're having an off week, and it's hard to stay motivated by yourself. So when I'm working with the team to build an argument, or I'm solving a maths problem with my um, teammates, or just like walking around the art room at our school and sort of bouncing ideas off of the other kids there. It's, that's always helpful. And even when you're not feeling great, that will always fix it. And they just, they're encouraging and they're inspiring. And I think they're a huge motivation.
0: Is the art room your go-to place for motivation? Pretty much, it's just such a nice space. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And our art class is really small, too. So everyone's really good friends and we're all just really supportive
0: of each other. That's so awesome. How much do you miss school?
1: So we did online school today and we'll be going in person tomorrow. We're doing this weird hybrid. Yep. So I miss it. But, you know, it's getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do in your spare time? Spare time is I've been playing the card game bridge lately. Oh, um, and it's a shame because it's stereotyped as like a game for old people. And nurse. It's, so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you say bridge, people picture like people at a retirement home, um, you know, playing it to yeah. thing. But it's so much fun. I definitely think people should try it, even if they're not, you know,
0: 70 or anything. So we need like so a I'm Queen's sure. Gambit on Bridge. Yes, that would be so perfect. Right? Just to make chess cool <laughs> yeah. again with that and we make we need to make bridge cool again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I think it just needs more exposure
0: because once people try, they really do love it. Okay, I'm going to try. I've actually never tried it, but I will listen to you and give that a go. (laughs) So you really treasure the social um, factor, the the social element in debating and competitions. How would your friends usually describe you?
1: I think easily entertained, like I'm very happy to do. Like, low-key activities like bridge or knitting or sudoku, like, I'm quite content to just keep myself busy in those moments. Um, I think they'd say I'm also a little bit prone to overthinking things, but I think this year has helped with that just because overthinking doesn't help. And overthinking when you're stuck at home with no Mm. one to talk, well, with fewer people to talk to isn't fun. No. So I think that's how they describe things.
0: So quarantine is really not an issue for you then? Seems most of the things that you find entertaining can be quite, you know, quite quiet. It doesn't have to be with a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, it's definitely not fun, but it
1: hasn't been as awful as it could have been. I think it was tough mentally, just being stuck indoors is, and like not having school for the first couple of weeks is kind of fun. And then it just starts to take a toll on your mental health and like all the days blur together. Um, so yeah, I like, I'm fine with alone time and I'm fine doing like puzzles by myself, but definitely calling and texting my friends has kept me grounded.
0: That's so awesome. Do you think it's challenging as a student in Hong Kong? Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah. Cause <laughs> like if you, if you have like two types of students, right, you'll have some students who are more oriented around the arts or sports, right. and there's a lot of pressure to switch gears and sort of be more traditionally academic. and which, you know, there's a lot of value to doing like art in theater. You know, you learn teamwork, you learn to take creative risks and everything. So it can be really demotivating where there's not as much support from your peers and your parents and teachers possibly for those subjects. But then even if you are a student who just like loves being a classic bookworm and, you know, is happy to do like math and biology all the time, there's also that equal pressure to succeed. And so it, I think on one hand, it is great that students all push themselves and everyone is told for the most part, that, you know, you can get as far as you want if you just put in the hard work. At the same time, it is not, it's not worth it when you start sacrificing your health and your happiness for it. So I think there's a lot of benefits to being a student in Hong Kong. There's a lot of support for students, but um, it is a definitely a tough line to walk.
0: Yeah, I find it's such a pressured, Condition that most students in Hong Kong are under. And this is the kind of pressure that is not particularly coming from the external. It's just pressure that students give to it themselves.
1: Yeah, definitely. So many kids are just self-driven. And yeah, it's easier to to tell, to say that, you know, it doesn't matter what your friends think and try to tune that out. It's a lot harder to do that when it's coming from within. Mm. Um, Particularly for high performers. I think so, right? And then it starts to become a cycle where it's not just that you performed not as well as you wanted to, but that you've broken a pattern. Mm. And that makes it seem more monumental than it really needs to be. Yeah, Um, totally. So what do you aspire to become? I want to be, for younger students, in the short term, within like the context of high school, I want to be a mentor for younger students, like the types of mentors that I had at my age, because I would not have debated as much as I did without the types of coaches and older debaters who I've had. Um, And particularly for debate, like the community is so reliant on people volunteering their time and energy to coach and run programs. There's not like huge amounts of funding coming in, um, as in, it's not like a very privately driven um, activity. And so I've gotten so much from being a part of that community. And so just, I want to be able to give back to the next batch of kids and make sure that debate continues to flourish in Hong Kong.
0: Yay! How about for the grander (laughs) picture? What do you see yourself doing, say, in 2031?
1: (laughs) I think so. That's like 10 years from now. Um, I so I'll have like graduated college and everything. I'll have a job, which is kind of scary. Um, (laughs) I think I want to be it's not a it's not carved in stone or anything, but I think I want to be doing research in the social sciences. I find politics really interesting and I definitely want to be involved in public policy and sort of using that to build better communities. But at the same time, I think I would rather be researching, like collecting data, interviewing people who are affected by certain policies rather than being a politician, Mm. Um, because there is. Right. I think before you start debating things that can be debated in the gray zones, it's important to have your facts straight and make sure that everyone's voice has been
0: included in that. And I think that's a job that I would really like to take on. You sound like you could be one of my colleagues here because (laughs) we as public broadcaster, that's exactly what we do. so much. I'd love to. Right? Oh, come on. You gotta you gotta try it out. You gotta listen out for our next recruitment and just give it a shot. That'd be really
1: great. If that's an opportunity for like an internship, I'd love to take
0: it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I look forward to having you here in our studio one day. Thank <laughs> Finally, you. it's been so wonderful having you here on the show. It's such a treat for us, Jenna. It's so lovely to meet you. And congratulations again on your achievement. Before I let you go, do you have any encouragement for your fellow students here in Hong Kong?
1: I think that it's been a really stressful time and it looks like we're coming to the end of it with the vaccine um, and I think it's important to remember that throughout this every student in Hong Kong has managed to keep going despite dealing with so much change and you know being stuck at home and being worried about your health and your friends and family's health. So. I think they should be really proud of themselves. There is that internal and external pressure, but at the end of the day, they have overcome so much just by being
0: here that they should really pat themselves on the back and be happy with what they have today. Exactly. Celebrate guys, you guys made it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Jenna, thank you so much for joining us. It's are such a treat. Take care, okay? Thank you so much for having me. Yay!